Is it boldness you crave and don't have it? Is it courage you seek and can't find it? You're in luck. The bravest hour in radio starts right now. Welcome to the Matthew Dark Show. You know what woke means? It means you're a loser. If we lose freedom here, there is no place to escape to. This is the last stand on earth. Where hypocrisy meets accountability. I just want to do God's will. So I'm happy tonight. I'm not worried about anything. I'm not fearing any man. Mine eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. Sit back and enjoy, or call in and get involved. The prisoner wishes to say a word. Ladies and gentlemen, it's showtime. Now here's your host. Take it away, Matthew. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome in and welcome aboard. This is the Matthew Dark Show and wherever, however you join us, we thank you. Now remember, hit subscribe and especially on Rumble. Never miss a show. Stay in tune with everything we are poised on. And we encourage you to do the same thing with all of our guests because every single one of them has something that you're going to want to share with a friend. We thank you in advance for that. Now, of course, our first guest today, a wonderful friend of the show, back again, Miriam Shaw, Moms on a Mission. That's the podcast. Welcome in, ma'am. How are you? Great, Matthew. Thank you so much for having me. I just love our conversations. Well, it's always a hoot. It's always pressing that boundary of, okay, am I doing enough right now? Because it's all spirit led. And if you're not listening to the spirit, then you really have directionless stuff. So we're actually, we'll command folks in this episode to really say, okay, is God tapping on my shoulder that I should be more involved, more engaged, speaking out? I don't know what your mission is per se, but everybody's got a, a one unique to them. So we thank every time we get a guest that can show us a path to freedom from our fears, um, comfort in the Lord, and then we really can advance that kingdom. That's what we're looking to do. So anytime we have it, we thank you. Now, there's so many buzzings around. I mean, you could go, you could start in the Middle East, you could start at our border, you could start with COVID, you could start with our corrupt. We now know, I mean, I don't think it's on debate, is that we had a sitting vice president uh, taking bribes from places like Ukraine and China and Romania and Russia. That was a sitting vice president. Democrats don't bat an eye. They're not worried about it, although they are in the process of replacing. But, you know, we're not talking about that. Why? Well, we're all in on Israel. We're all in on the Middle East. We're all in on these things that really have no uh, effect here in America right now. I mean, right now, I don't know about the recent figures. They're, they're now saying out loud eight and a half million new people have come in since Joe Biden, that southern border. I, I, to me, OK, so I think of like two or three things going on in the country right now that just like break my heart because it's irreversible. The destruction, the precedent, and the people that have come here, it's irreversible. We are never going to undo. There's not a plan to remove 20 million people. People don't appreciate the 8 million that have come in so far. Flash forward 10 years, and they've been breeding. They've been multiplying. Their children now are almost ready to do that. This is 80 million, 100 million new people before you even blink an eye. I don't think people appreciate it. We cannot go back. Let's start with the border. Just give me your thoughts and heart on, on that situation because we have to deal with this now. I mean, they did an unforgivable thing at the southern border, and now it's the American people's responsibility to, to undo this great injustice. What do you think there? 
Well, I think you're exactly right. And most Americans probably don't extrapolate that and go out 10 years and think, what does that mean in 10 years? I mean, you're talking about a country of 300 million and then you're up another hundred million that that's a lot. And that changes so many dynamics of our country. It changes, you know, we're overcrowded. We're, we will be overcrowded and certain places are absolutely right now. In fact, that's why Texas and all these other places are shipping these migrants to New York and Martha's Vineyard that lasted as a, probably just, you know, a day or two until they, I can't remember how long they were there, but it was not very long. They weren't tolerating that. And it's just unbelievable when you think about the destruction and obviously this is intentional. This is meant to destroy and crumble the foundation of our nation and it's destroying America and all the issues that we'll talk about today are, they're not accidental, they're intentional and they're really meant to destroy our country, whether it's the border, whether it's medical fraud and healthcare, whether it's the hijacking of our educational system. I mean, every single arm of our country that we use to either educate or uphold and, and strengthen our country is under attack and under assault because the left is trying to destroy our nation and turn it into a communist, socialist, Marxist country. And that's what we're fighting for. We're fighting to preserve our nation right now. You are 100%, and it feels helpless in the sense of, well, hold on. Everybody with eyes, Stevie Wonder, Helen Keller, all of our famous blind folks, they can see that it's not sustainable to invite the entire world in. But the leaders making those decisions, they're oblivious, don't care, and not listening. That's where it's like, well, hold on a second. Now, how is this supposed to – you just destroyed in less than four years, three years, you destroyed our country. And now we have to do the hard work to build it back together. I think folks need to pay really careful attention to – you're bringing in more people to tap fewer and fewer resources. We have we don't have jobs. You know how I think of people right now trying to get an apartment, pay bills, pay back their student loans, try to save for the future, try to have stop happening. Those things are not going to happen. And when you add people that are coming from 25 cent wages into America for $14 to do hard labor, to do whatever services, no Americans are going to get that job. It's a corrupt system in which we allow employers to hire those people. The wages get, but see, the problem is, is that now all of our wages, they're not going to keep up with how high this inflation is to go to the grocery store, to buy a house. I I thank God literally twice a week, and I should be doing it more for the fact that we own a house. I don't think people appreciate home ownership and especially markets. We're coming out of Denver. There's markets in this country that make Denver look like nothing either. You cannot buy housing here. You you live in an apartment. You take a light rail train, and you skimp by. And that's the mode that they're building the next generation of Americans. This is the people coming out of college right now. People must pay attention to the border. It's not compassionate. It's not the right thing to do. These are military-age, mid-20s men coming over. There is no women and children. Wake up. Liberals, wake up. There's no children and women coming over anymore military age men so you then you think well now what on earth would our government have a desire for that many of that age people to me that's like a whole separate show because it tells me one of two things they're going to use them for war that they're going to get us in so if you're an illegal alien come to us we're going to guarantee you so many things in america but you're going to fight for us or they're actually worried about you know america being under siege and they're building that age of male to defend them either way i mean you've already destroyed the country though so it's not like you can really go back and say well 
um, mission accomplished. They are rec- eight and a half million uh, men. And I would say over 60% of those are males. And we love males. Is that, even, is that really <laughs> even the right number though, Matthew? Because or higher. numbers, you know, everything there, we've been lied to so much as it relates to COVID, as it relates to the folks coming across the border. I mean, we don't really even probably no. know the real number. And if we did, I think we would be so shocked even more than we already are right now. And that's the point is that the eight and a half million is what they're willing to say out loud, which tells you how scary that real numbers is. You're a hundred percent right. The amount of males that we're seeing come over, that's probably even worse too. Where are these males? How are they eating on an everyday basis? Where are they sleeping? There's only so many resources. It's absolutely tragic that liberals decided to push that. And it starts with Obama. It starts with a lot. I mean, Republicans like it too. I mean, rhinos and and our establishment folks. But this is, to me, one of the greatest disgraces that's ever happened in America, that we just opened our border, okay? And I think if you really sit with yourself for a minute, the listener, uh, you get, as a, this is not the right thing to be doing, okay? Close your border immediately, okay? So I set it aside. I move to the next issue, which is everybody is standing, okay? We're standing for Israel. We're standing for Palestine. And I find that such a strange mode to be because it's not like these people are standing for other things in their lives right they're they're standing for israel they have no idea what israel is doing right now they're standing for palestine and gaza and hamas they have no idea what those people are doing but i know what they're not standing for they're not standing for you know their constitutional rights they're not standing for their children at schools they're not standing against this open border it, it, it was almost like it was a contagion. Everybody had to announce who they stand for. I find that theme in America right now so repulsive on both sides that you're standing for Israel. I mean, give me it's, a break. Am I wrong? Marxist, it's a Marxist approach. This is intentional. I mean, first of all, this anti-America, anti-Semitism, all these things have been indoctrinated in the students' minds in the universities for years, years, this has been going on. If you go back and you look at even, you know, diversity, equity, inclusion, all these things uh, have been going on for years. If you talk to kids who've been in universities or have graduated like 10 years ago, they'll say, oh yeah, I heard about that. So the pump was primed, Matthew. And so it was kind of like George Floyd's unfortunate death. The pump was primed. And that was just like, the the match the spark that just ignited the fire so to speak and that is exactly what happened with israel and hamas it was just the pump was primed it was ready and then that was the spark that blew it up and really this is what the socialist marxist agenda is is to divide 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 if you look at everything like you said covid divided this is dividing in politics, they want to divide. You have to say, should should Trump go to jail or not? I mean, right. everything is meant to divide. You look at uh, LBGTQ. You look at the the drag queen story hour. I mean, everything is is out there so that you can take a stand and and pick a side. And really, what General Flynn has said is what we need to do is we need to unite. We need to unite with our neighbors. We need to put aside what we can, and truly align with the Constitution and the freedom of our nation and protecting our constitution and our amendments. That is what we need to be focusing on. And this is a distraction and it's a ploy of the enemy, but that's, that's what Marxism is. It's, it's meant to divide. And there's a reason why there's a saying divide and conquer, right? Because that's how you conquer. We are weak. 
when we're divided. And so it just does not surprise me, sadly, because it plays, once you study Marxism a little bit, it plays right into their handbook. You know, and that's the great question when you reference General Flynn and what you're saying about uniting and come together. So here's where my dilemma is 24-7. I mean, I live in this dilemma all the time because so the person that believes it's okay to abort a baby in a delivery room, the person that believes it's okay to mandate as many vaccines as the government says, the person that believes in an open border, the person that believes in the BLM movement, they, they haven't come full circle and said, holy cow, that was a scam. They haven't done any of that stuff yet. How, how do we talk to that person? Because we're dealing, that's the great, see, they've done a really good job of putting almost like an impenetrable wall of information because I know I'm right about COVID. I know I'm right about, you know, kids and the LGBTQ. I mean, there's not a question about that. They think they're right though with the drag queen story hour and some man shaking his fat ass in front of a five-year-old. They think that that's just... How do we talk to, I know it's with love, but I, after that, I have no idea how to connect with that person. Well, I believe how you treat that is with facts and with science. And what will happen is there is no science to back up what these drag queens are doing and to back right. up this rooming and to back up the social contagion of transgenderism. When you look at the facts and you look at science, Science says that transgender folks after surgeries, they're more suicidal. There yes. is not data to support that this is resolving this conflict in their soul. And that's what needs to happen is it needs to be a spiritual and psychological intervention and not a surgical one. And no. so I, I agree with you. I align with you. And I, I believe the same thing. It is hard. However, our job before God is to walk in love, period. It's right. not a suggestion. God is love. If he is in us, we are commanded to love because he first loved us, period. Number two is that we need to back up what we say with science and with data, double-blinded, placebo-controlled, randomized studies with a lot of subjects in the study. That is a good study. We need to get we need to get those kind of studies and present those if we are afforded the opportunity and to present them in love. And I believe- yep. When you have science and truth, and most importantly, Jesus Christ behind you and his unconditional love, that's what we're called to do. We're not responsible for the outcome. We're responsible for the delivery. And Jesus is truth. So when we present him and his gospel backed with science that we have here on earth, there's really no argument at that point. It is a spiritual battle. And then the name calling starts like homophobe, fascist, all these things, bigot, white supremacy. You know, they, Maga. they, I, well, yeah, I, believe they, I believe they memorize these names because yeah. you can't argue with science. And so they have to say something. And that's one of Saul Alinsky's rules for radicals. I, I can't remember the exact number, but one of his rules is ridicule. And he says that you can't debate and argue ridicule and that it basically crumbles somebody's argument when you ridicule them. Mm -hmm. So I think it's important for yeah. us to study, to show ourselves approved a workman who has no need of shame to rightly divide uh, the sort of source of truth. Is that, is that my saying that yeah. right? I think that's yeah. right. And uh, so I just, I believe that that's what we need to focus on is staying close to the Lord and walking in unconditional love. And then also, uh, just having science behind us and having a few studies, not like to hit them over the head with a hammer, but just to have in our pocket and, and reference and review so that we can easily say, 
well, in so-and-so studies with 20,000 patients, this is what it showed. Right. And whether they want to align, agree, accept that, that's not our responsibility. That's the outcome, and that's between them and God. Just read a stat this morning that 94% of the hospital deaths uh, since the vaccine rollout, so 94% of the COVID deaths it, that took place in the hospital were all four vaccines or more, right? And so those are the kind of stat, and those are only, see, the, the information, and I just got that this morning um, from my wife. Those are the kind of studies, it only looks worse for the COVID shot, but yet they, they're they not acting on it because they're not vaccinating. We, we talked about the 7%, but they're not taking that next step of saying out, they're outraged. Uh, this isn't right. You almost killed my kid or you could have hurt my family or blah, blah, blah. That's where I want to connect with them and put them now on our, that's how you get them. Because we are outraged. How dare you put a bioweapon in our system and, and tell us to give it to a six month? How dare you? I mean, because if anybody came into your home late at night and tried to take your six month out of your crib, That's you're right. going gonna to blast the guy and everybody's going right. to celebrate you and support you and cheer you on. Okay. Um, that is a vile act by the person committing it. It is also a vile act to put that stuff in your child. And I want to say this too. I, I had this thought come over me yesterday and i i am in full repentance of we vaccinated our older daughter up until about 18 months we didn't know we were on a delayed schedule right and then she came after one you know two hours after i just think people need to understand this because you need to check yourself in the mirror if you think the people at your doctor's office care about you or they care about submitting your claim for reimbursement because that's what you're all about to them but we came home and there she had this like paralyzed dead leg it was dragging and there was redness and, and it happened and so we took her to emergency we took her nobody nobody had the guts nobody had the nuts the stuff to say yeah that's a vaccine induced response and that happens blah 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 everybody wanted to say that the red dot and the paralyzed leg the pediatrician the urgent care the emergency room nobody had the guts to say that's from the vaccine. Now, you'd have to be of a so IQ. Disgusting. Isn't it disgusting? You'd have to be disgusting. in the IQ, IQ of 10 to not make that connection. Literally brain dead. Literally can't think about, a, you, you can't feed yourself to think that that could be somehow just a coincidence. And they ask us to believe coincidence after coincidence after coincidence. But I say that fully repentance and begging for mercy, thanking God that we didn't kill our daughter that night. I thank God for that blessing. But I'm gonna tell you right now, parents out there, Vaccinating your children today is child abuse. You have no idea what you're setting. I'm, so I'm saying that out loud. The Matthew Dark Show is proud to announce we believe vaccinating your children today on their schedule is child abuse. You know nothing well, of what's in there. To, look back to back in the 40s and 50s, they got four and then yes. it was 10. And now I think it's 72 or something like that. And uh, it's 72 to 79. Barbaric. It's barbaric. You're right. It's barbaric. It absolutely. And when you look at even, even if they were, these shots were okay, the fact that they don't spread them out and they just combine. So you could have, which I sadly injected my child. I didn't know. Nope. I, I didn't, you don't know what you don't know. And there were three or four different vaccines in one shot, you know, or yes. two or three. I mean, it was multiple. I had no idea. I didn't know. And it's just completely, um, well, it's abuse, like you said, and it's, it's completely and we got to start saying this stuff out loud because it's right. got to stop. Because if you want Pfizer to go away, if you want autism to go away, if you want autoimmune disease to go away, I, I couldn't imagine how I, we have, we have a lot of auto, um, um, oh my gosh, 
um, what's autistic. the I just autistic kids oh. that come in, and yeah. they all pretend the parents all pretend they have no idea how this happened, and we're saying that in 1980, autism in American children was one in ten thousand. It didn't happen. Today it's one in thirty four. So to con- to, to know that information. And they'll tell you, well, there's chemicals around it. Of course, and we got to get rid of all of them too. The problem is, is that we're not realizing that our children are being victimized. So parents, one last warning. There is no scenario where American children need 72 to 79 vaccines to thrive. You can take that worry off right now. You don't need another one. But I'm telling you right now, every time you go to a wellness visit and you give your child a vaccine, you are committing child abuse. No way around it. You can tell yourself however you want this in your mind that I'm doing the right thing. You're not. You're buying into a fear. You're buying into a delusion that your kid will not survive another week without a vaccine. That is a lie from Satan. Stop doing it today. That's what I want to ask you. I'm so glad you brought that up because I have this question. I think it would be, you know, how I was talking about studies and combating lies with studies. It would be so powerful to review kids who didn't have one vaccine. And let's see, did any of them get the measles, polio, maybe not polio, but did any of them uh, contract these hepatitis, these, these diseases that were supposedly protecting them from? It would be fascinating to know we're pumping our kids with all these poisonous chemicals to protect them, inoculate them. I'm just curious if people don't do this, what happens to these kids? Well, you know what they did? We don't hear about it, though. You would think the left, if, if I guarantee you. If kids were getting sick because they were not vaccinated, right. that would support their narrative. And yep. so they would be screaming that from the rooftops, but you don't hear it. Nope. Another dead polio kid in America. Oh, you'd be screaming at the rooftop. Right. Right. Uh, here's so what, what they I'm say. Saying. You cannot find. So Steve Kirsch, who is he's on Substack and he was part of Died Suddenly, really pressing on the COVID shots. And he actually vaccinated his entire family. I encourage every listener, if they haven't seen Died Suddenly. It's Stu Peter's show. Oh, it's everywhere. So Got to go see that one. That one tells you everything you need to know. You would never take any of this stuff again in your life. But he was he was big on that one. But he said he testified this. He says you really have to go to the Amish community to find a population in America that is pure, that has not been infiltrated with this stuff because they have made there is no placebo unvaccinated group that we're over here. They don't have it. I mean, literally, even, you know, everyone. We're in this business and we have vaccinated children. So, you know what I mean? We would never do it again, but so many people are the same thing. I've stopped, but we already did it. And so we can't really go and find, well, here's two, two seniors at high school, one vaccinated, one not. That barely ever happens because they've all had something. And that was also by design, because if we make it to where everybody has autism, everybody has autoimmune, everybody is sort of gen- uh, now a little bit slow to develop or whatever. I mean, the heartbreaking stories of people bringing home kids from a wellness visit. Let me give the listener this story, and then I want to move to. Um, I have one about. more thing I want to say about this too. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I want to hear that. Um, so the mother brought; she, they had a, a one and a half and like a three-year-old, and they were best friends, boy and a girl, loved each other. They were always playing. They both went to their wellness visit the same day, same doctor. Very common. By that night, one of them was no longer smiling, and it wouldn't look you in the eye. Okay, it had been mercury aluminum poisoned. Almost immediately, the child never brought back an emotion of joy. Blank stare forever. This is on Rumble. You can find these vaccine horror stories. The daughter, never the same. They were never friends again. They were holding hand. They were holding hands almost every day. 
this brother and sister. They never did it again once it's after that. So when I hear stories like that, I say I want Pfizer a head on a stake. I want Moderna. I want every single CDC, FDA, every single person that said, hey, parent, you're a bad parent if you don't do 79 of these things. And I know the horror stories because we see them, hear them all the time. And we're pretend like nothing's bad going on. It's disgusting. I'll give you the last word on it. Well, I was just going to say, you probably have seen the news where Pfizer now has shockingly come up with a new cardiovascular drug that treats sudden, sudden heart attacks, sudden myocarditis. Suddenly that it wasn't even that it treats cardiac arrest or cardiac issues, but they use the word sudden. I thought, oh my word, do they think we're that dumb? So they create the problem and now they're creating the solution so they can make even more money because they didn't make enough money because now they're losing 2 billion a year. Pfizer is losing 2 billion Moderna. So we talked about the last time, the double jabber and trying to get the COVID shot with the flu shot. But now that they've created the problem, now they have to create a solution. And it just made me so angry when I saw that. And I think, when are people going to realize this is medical fraud at its worst and we need to all stand up and just say no, no more? If I was selling, you're so right. If I was selling peanut butter with this amount of fraud in the ingredients, this amount of adverse event, they would have me sued. I might be in jail, but the company would be closed and you would never see our product again because it's big pharma we protect. Well, even in big pharma, prior to this COVID injection, I was in pharmaceutical sales. Sadly, I didn't know what I didn't know. I know now, but it was, it is interesting looking at all this through the lens of a former pharmaceutical rep and Matthew, if I went into a physician with a new product, which I sold two antibiotics that were new to the market. And if I went in there with no package insert, no labeling, first of all, they would have never written the product. That's obvious. Number two, I'm sure I wouldn't have been able to go back into the office. They probably would have said, she has no credibility. She, I'm not right. wasting my time listening to her when there's no package insert. That would, that is what you use to sell a product. I mean, yes. doctors prefer a package insert over the marketing glossy pieces because that to them is science. And the fact that three years later, I asked Dr. McCullough on my show, Dr. Peter McCullough, I just said, I cannot believe that we do not still have labeling and a package insert for these COVID injections three years mm-hmm. later. And he doesn't believe that we'll probably have one. I mean, that's nothing that they want. They don't want that exposure. And so I just am so, as a former pharmaceutical rep, it's so obvious to me that these medical societies have been captured and they are the ones, the AMA and these three letter societies that have set the precedent. They've been captured, bought off. I don't know how they got captured, but then they start passing down these mandates and setting the precedent. I mean, even there, there are studies that, that, uh, there was a study that was in the Lancet that got that, that was erroneous. The data was not scientifically sound. And then it got pulled after it had been out a while. And and that I, I believe if I'm not mistaken, I believe it was about, uh, the negative effects of ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine, but it was it was early treatment and it was bashing that, but it had been out for a while before they retracted it. So it's just so demonic. It's so uh, intentional and it's a narrative and it's an agenda that they're trying to perpetuate. And uh, we need to rise up and push back. And we are, you are, I am people that 
we know are the question is is are those that have bought in this are they going to snap to it or are they willing to be devoured first i mean are they going to sign up for the first one to be devoured by this but because this plan ends with them in total control most people being unable to live indoors i mean it's a homeless society it's a controlled society it's a poor society if you could give george uh, i mean if you could give bill gates and the and the soros and the world economic forum their dream you'd have the 500 million richest people in the world all kind of running something with you know whatever is left of us serving them to not see that though or to not appreciate that there's a demonic root behind the things we're doing that's where we have our work cut out for that's why there has to be tons of more shows tons of more love tons of more grace i say this to every single person that took the vaccine you were deceived all is well because jesus Absolutely. can restore you right now that's now here's right. the thing though right. once he restores you i mean you've repented you've trusted in him you're never going to go back okay you're never going because he is the way you've now he is the way for you and, and so we have to have that little one on one i always say well give me a million viewers and i'll blah. it's really not that it's really did you change one heart because yes. what is that one heart going to go do? That one heart could go accomplish greatness. It might go make yeah. 10 disciples. We have no idea, but that's our mission. Success one heart at a time. Because if you took a vaccine, if you supported LGBTQ, if you supported Joe Biden, if you did any of those things, repent, you're forgiven. Now we got to turn your way so that you never make that kind of dangerous mistake. It gets very dangerous, the things you're doing over there on the left, and we want nothing to do with it. Our guest is Miriam Shaw. Her channel, her station, her podcast is Moms on a Mission. But here's the deal. I want you to go to Rumble. Rumble, Moms on a Mission. It's daily shows. Hit subscribe. Hit notifications. You're going to get a beautiful email each and every day that is a show released. It gives you a little – so you know exactly what you're going to step into, and you can hit hit load and watch that show. Miriam Shop, Moms on a Mission. Momsonamission.net is the website. I want to take you to another subject in America that is also what side of the fence do you fall on because it's a big deal. Talk about George Floyd. Now we saw mm -hmm. George Floyd. Now George Floyd is not George Floyd was a street criminal. And I actually think, you know, I think it's sad that George Floyd chose to do the things he did that day. It includes yes. inhaling the heroin, the, the fentanyl, the street yes. drugs. You know, when they say the knee on the neck, they never appreciate the fact that the amount of fentanyl that George Floyd had in him, an elephant wouldn't be safe, right? I mean, we don't, we don't appreciating that part. But, you know, what it formed? Black Lives Matter, Antifa. Mm -hmm. The reason we have Hamas and Palestine support in America today goes right back to George Floyd, Black Lives Matter. And it, it's the same person. They've just stepped their game up. They're more violent. They're more aggressive. But, you know, you have to appreciate George Floyd. Uh, again, we think we're right on the COVID shot. We think we're right on the border. We think we're right on election integrity and fraud. But we think George Floyd died because he took too many drugs that day. He had heart disease and he was a criminal and he lived a criminal's life. We also know he was a felon. Um, that had at one time pointed a gun at a pregnant lady's belly in an armed robbery. So when we celebrate George Floyd, we have to remember the whole body of work, not just the knee on the neck for the nine minutes that we heard down our throat every single day. But here's the deal. There'll be so many people that cannot get that image out of their head. We know that the prosecutor, the autopsy report, the coroner, all said, there's no, we cannot find trauma or damage to the neck. We can't find it. Uh, but he's got all these drugs in his system. They intervened right there at the FBI level, the state level, the prosecutorial level. They all knew he overdosed. They went with this story, but the video remains the same. They believe the knee on the neck is what killed him. It was the sloppy. 
sloppiest police police work I could ever imagine. Does Derek Chauvin have some culpability there? Absolutely, because you didn't have the human element of saying, "Okay, this guy's of no threat to me. He's barely right. moving. I'm going to pick him up." But that's where it stops, yeah. and that's like a four to five yeah. year thing in the worst case scenario. But we're yeah. doing 21, and then our Supreme Court says we're not going to hear that case. I, I don't know. Just I give me your thoughts that. on this tragedy. I saw that. I was very disappointed. They've also. They didn't take up election fraud either, though. They chose to yeah. cowardly back out yes. of that, too. Yes. And I'm just so disappointed. And honestly, I believe these issues are so inflamed. And I personally believe that if we really looked at science, we looked at the pressure on the neck. And like you said, there's no reason what he did there. there there's a protocol and he did not follow the protocol. Clearly, that's we don't need to argue that. But you wonder if that kind of pressure was applied to somebody who didn't have drugs in their system, right. would they have died? So again, I'm not saying that what he did was correct. It was clearly breaking protocol. But if it wouldn't have killed somebody who didn't have drugs in their system, do we give him the same consequence with somebody who does did have a deadly amount that didn't require much of anything to, to kill him? So again... Science. This is why I, right. I keep going back to science and truth, whether you're debating the Constitution and our freedom of speech or whatever. I believe that going back to truth and science is and, and the word of God, if you are a Christian, that that is our lens through which we see everything. But in this situation, uh, it was super disappointing. The Supreme Court also uh, they did not want to align with um, Florida's law that in May, Governor DeSantis signed a law banning a drag queen story hours from being or and any performance from for being in front of pub, uh, children in public. And he signed that. And then in June, a judge uh, appealed that. And so there's a, a stay right now. And two of the conservative justices voted to not uphold the law while it's being appealed. And so you can go either way. And it was just, it's so sad to me to see the Supreme Court make these rulings. And I'm sure they believe what they're doing is the best, but I mean, exposing children to this and, and not seeking the truth with George Floyd and this, the pressure on the neck and what was, and not evaluating the whole situation to me is weak. And I think it's fear driven and they know crazies will come to their house and start protesting yep. and doing all these things. And, and I wouldn't want to be in their situation. That is downright scary. What Clarence Thomas has dealt with is, is unbelievable. It's just not okay. And so it makes sense to me that they didn't, didn't even want to talk with him and deal with that and even approach that situation because I mean, you saw what happened to the country. I'm sure they thought if we hear that, oh yeah, and if we if we overturn this, this could destroy our country for sure. I, you know that that thought. Had I actually to have thought that ahead. that was going to be the event where Derek Chauvin is released, and it causes this complete coast to coast mayhem, and that's how they cancel the 2024 election. That's what I thought was oh. going to happen. But what it tells me is that and I say without, you know, with exception of Clarence Thomas, because he showed boldness and bravery, at least when he's attacked. Now, I don't know. I, I got to read every single opinion he's had to say where he's been on all these issues. But I would say for the most part, the conservatives on our Supreme Court are cowardly. They don't err. Mm -hmm. They err on the side of I don't want that treatment and I don't want to cause that event. But yet you that's what we need you to, because we got an innocent man, perhaps 
serving or a person that's serving way too long in jail for something that was totally corrupted at the beginning. I mean, give me a break. So they have to do this. The fact that they told the state of Texas who filed the lawsuit about election fraud, they claim that Texas doesn't have standing. Standing legally means injury, has no injury as a result of the 2020 election. And look at how state Texas has been demolished, destroyed irreparably by illegal in, uh, immigration. And you're telling That's me right. they don't have a reason to say this election was fraud? That's craziness. But that shows to me um, our Supreme Court, even though, see, they're all pretty much, for the most part, they're all actors just playing a different role, especially in Congress, right? right? They all pretend yes. I'm for this. And they're really all just for their control power and and continuing that. They could care less about you and I. They would rather have you yes. kill you. I mean, what are you doing? Yeah, you're in the you're, way. You're, yeah, exactly. You, you annoy right. me. And so right. we, we, we relying on these things and we come right back to where it all began. Reliance on the Supreme Court, reliance on Trump, reliance on whatever law. I'm sorry, it's not going to work. This is going to have to be no. done on an inside job through only the power of the Holy Spirit is good to change people's ways because I already have all the facts and they're not listening. So it has to be something yeah, outside of me. It does. And and Ephesians 6, 12 says, for we battle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness and high places. And this is our battle. This is what we're fighting. And so that's why I believe that we attack this on our knees and then we study to show ourselves approved the word of God and the truth and the science in this world. And we need to plead the blood of Jesus. We need to bind the enemy, bind the spirit of confusion. Satan is the author of confusion. And all of this is incredibly confusing. And, and to really pray for the Holy Spirit to open our eyes and to help us speak the right words to the people around us. Because when you think about Matthew, how our country was founded, it was not just one man. It wasn't just George Washington. Right. It was all of them. It was ministers preaching the gospel, taking off their robe and walking out in their military uniform, walking out of the church and the men following behind him. It gives me goosebumps just yeah. to think about it. I mean, right. this was the way our nation was founded. And this is what is required of all of us, all of us, moms, dads, even kids included. We need to know the truth. And then we need to act on that. And what that requires is a level of humility of saying, not your will, but not my will, but yours be done and being willing to do it. Listen to what he says, hear his voice, read our Bible every day, hear his voice and then say, yes, sir. And go do it. Because let me tell you, there's no problem of God speaking right now. That's not the problem. The problem is us not being distracted with Thanksgiving and Christmas and going to our kids' basketball game that I'm going to later today. I mean, all these things are wonderful and good, but man, we've got to hear God's voice more now than ever. Well, very well said, beautifully said, and it is going to be the only way out of this thing. And some people are just going to refuse. They're just not going to accept that there's a better way, and, and, and we'll just continue to pray for them to the end. But we've got to move on because there are people out there that can be turned and then you have discernment, you have wisdom. All of a sudden you're looking at things differently. I'm looking at this because I believe Christ dwells in me and I have an automatic measuring stick of that's evil, that's godly. I don't feel like that's hard to do, but you got to invite the Holy Spirit in, have that discernment and wisdom come upon you. And then you just said the best thing of all. I cannot think of a more tragic thing that when a person knows the truth, comes into the truth and then does nothing about it sits on mm -hmm. it and just says it's not 
this is your moment. If you have a truth knocking on your door, tapping on your shoulder, this is that moment where you'll get all in, you'll get involved right now, and you'll say, thank you, God, what else do you have in store for me? That's how this goes. Our guest is Miriam Shaw. The podcast is Moms on a Mission, momsonamission.net. Of course, on Rumble, all the videos, it's a daily release. Um, I can't, I mean, every, I mean, go on and on and on. I mean, there's so many things. We're going to be regular with you. We're going to have more of this stuff. We're going to get this show out right away. This will be a great Thanksgiving watch for the listener. So we'll have this available for them. Leave our listener everywhere we can support you, uh, stay up to date with you. What are all the ways that we can connect with you? Well, you said so beautifully, Rumble is our favorite because it's uncensored and all the episodes get uploaded there. So if you like what we're talking about, whether it's vaccines or things of that nature, some things we can't put on YouTube. And so that's why we say go to Rumble. I mean, you can watch us on YouTube, but if something happens, we've been banned twice. So Rumble is the way to go. And then uh, Moms on a Mission also is on Instagram. It's Moms on Mission 918. And then on Facebook, Moms on a Mission. And then, of course, X. Uh, we're on uh, Twitter, X, whatever. We're on that as well. Moms on a Mission there, too. Awesome. Let's make sure we follow, support. I want to wish you and your family such a wonderful holidays. We'll connect again soon. God bless you. Keep it up. Keep fighting. Keep vocal. Keep good. That was great. And folks, do this until next time. Serve God. Help others. Stay good. Goodbye. God bless everybody. You're listening to the bravest show on radio, The Matthew Dark Show. Hit subscribe anywhere you get your shows and never miss an episode.